the best part is, sorry to break it to you, you're not them. You're not Richard Branson. Stop it. Like, you're not the next Elon Musk. Okay. But here's the thing. They are not you either. Right? Like, that's the best thing. Like, they are not you. So your job is to be you. I know it sounds kind of like corny, like, kind of like pick up 101 advice, like, be yourself, man. Um, but no, like, seriously, you gotta be uniquely you, right? So that the world, like, there's no, even if Elon Musk tried to do what you do, he couldn't do it. Life is an interesting journey. You never know where to take you. Peaks and valleys, twists and turns. Welcome to your next chapter. Regardless of what chapter you're in, success begins with taking ownership of the life you have. I guess I had to go to that place to get to this one. Taking back your life begins with understanding what mindsets you're operating with. In this podcast, I deconstruct the mindsets of coaches, entrepreneurs, and social influencers to provide you with the skills and mindsets to own and dominate your next chapter. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to today's episode. If this is your first time listening, well, welcome. Today's guest is Jay Wong. I'm super excited to have Jay on the show with me today. Jay is the host of The Inner Changemaker. It's a podcast where he makes over six figures with it. He recently sold his first business, Toronto Internet Marketers, and he is one of the best entrepreneurs that I know especially when it comes to the digital space. And so I'm super excited to have him here on the show. The reason why I wanted to bring on the show is because Jay hasn't been doing this for that long. He's been doing this for about three years. And so I wanted him to talk about how he transitioned from a typical traditional job at Strategic Coach to doing something he loved. And we talk about his trip to China and about getting clarity and the things that he did there to the exercises and what he was able to discover on that trip for himself to be able to come back and utilize his gifts to now build a six-figure business. So this conversation was so much fun for me to record. So without further ado, here is Jay Wong. Jay, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me and my audience today. Philip. Philip Serpinski, what's happening, man? Dude, I'm so happy to be here. So humbled that uh, you know you you asked me to come on here and and share with you and your community. But uh, yeah, just just here, happy to you know be in front of you and and be doing this. Well, you've listened to a few of these, so you know I get right into it. And so I yeah. lead off with the same question. If and I didn't prep you, I've stopped prepping people now. If your okay. life was a book title, what would be the title of your book? Whoo! Deep and um, heavy right away. I know. Oh, this is putting man. you on the deep, spot. Deep dive right in. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I'll, I'll tell you what's coming to me. Yeah. And, um, you know, so when, when I was younger, I had a friend. Her name was uh, Stephanie, Stephanie, Stephanie Chapman. Uh, if you're listening to this, Stephanie, what's up? Uh, <laughs> she's actually French, so bonjour. Um, but uh, I remember telling her when I was younger, I was like, uh, I don't know if she remembers this, but I was, I remember I was 16, 17. And we we had this question. It was like one of these kind of like, if your book or if your life was a book, what would you title the book type thing, right? And I remember saying, I, I remember my answer at the time. It said, uh, I said, oh, I would call it steps one, two, and four, or something like that. Steps one, two, and four. And she goes, where's three? And I go, well, that's the premise of the book is that you don't have to follow all the logical steps to do all the things that you want in life, right? And I've always remembered that story. I've actually never shared that story ever i don't know well i don't know when i would but um, we're doing it today and this is amazing but we're doing it today right now. On, it's a... on the next chapter this is this is where it's happening right 
And um, I, I, I remember thinking, like, I was like, oh, that was such a clever answer. And, I mean, maybe. I don't know, right? But if you asked me, like, if I didn't have that story to share with you, um, I've always said if I'm writing a book, I'm going to more or less call it, like, always choose a venture. And all, always choose a venture is, like, this – it's like this kind of like mantra that I developed ever since um, I, I went vagabonding and I went traveling a few years ago. And, you know, we could dive into that if, if, mm-hmm. if your audience is, is interested. But that was a huge transition for my life. And and, and I, to be honest with you, it, it kind of sucked. Like everyone always talks about traveling. Everyone's like, oh, my God, I'm so happy. I'm like, dude, I was like lonely. I was in like like I've never felt alone before when I was in like a city, you know, 24 million people. But I remember I, I came up with this thing, which is like. If I always choose a venture, and no matter where I am, whether it's in the mountains, in the, in the peak of one of the top five mountains in China, or I'm here in the city of Toronto, or you know we're doing this, if I can choose a venture, right? If I can always choose a venture, then I'm gonna be able to find a way through everything. I like it, but what I want to jump back to is the one, two, four. So this was in grade ten. Yeah, this this is like 16 years old. Yeah. Okay. So Tim Ferriss, Debbie Millman had a podcast and Debbie Millman talked about how she drew this drawing when she was also in her young age. And she said it predicted her entire life as like a marketing exec and all this stuff that she had done. So I'm curious to know, because I think there's a lot of insight. We know things at a young age and that Mm -hmm. we sometimes forget it. And so this one, two, four, thinking over the last 15 years of your life. Do you feel you've done that? Have you applied that to your life? Have you skipped certain steps to move forward? Or does that own personal philosophy not really apply to what you do? Because I feel like interchange maker is a lot about hacking things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I never, I mean, uh, that's not true. I use the word hacking all the time. (laughs) I was gonna be like, we've never said hacking, actually. But no, no, that's not true. Um, Because it, it is about, it's about hacking, you know, your states, right? It's about you know, how do you keep yourself from, you know, from, you know, from being in the right states to achieve the things that you want, whether it's in your relationships, your finances, your business, whatever it is, right? And and how do you not get into what everyone gets into, which is like, you know, what I mean, like, there's a reason why there's a 99% versus a 1%, right? It means most people are achieving most results, which is like, if most people are average and they're achieving average results i'm sorry by the way if you're watching this and you're touch offended but maybe it's good right maybe it's good that you're offended right maybe you're like you know what like maybe my stuff is a little average and how do i make it a little closer to maybe not maybe not just like one percent of stuff um anyways like i don't even know how we got started talking about this but um you know i'm, I'm glad that you 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 kind of dug a little deeper because i mean i definitely feel I mean, that's just been um, that's just been like kind of story of my life. It's not just story. Uh, I mean, definitely, I, I think of so many instances in the last, however, ever since that moment, um, since I even shared that story with with Stephanie back in the day, that I had no respect for systems. I have no respect for like the 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 rules. Like, I get it. Like, I get why the rules are there. I get why there's different stages. And to be honest with you, it's it works. It seems like it works for a lot of people, right? Um, which is awesome, which is which is really great. But I, I had the fortunate opportunity, maybe well, I think I think it's a fortunate no, I'm not gonna change fortunate opportunity of doing something called the Kobe. 
Have you never, ever done the Kobe? You, you know, the Kobe index? Paul Lamb just told me about it like two days ago. I haven't done it, but he was oh, telling okay. me about the Kobe index. So I know also, a little you, bit about it, but you know, oh. the people that don't know, enlighten them. Because I'd never heard of the Kobe index until 48 hours ago. Okay. So tell people what the Kobe index is. You see, Philip, ladies and gentlemen, this is why you got to listen to Philip Serpinski because he always he always he always knows just a little bit ahead just a little bit ahead so um okay so the Kobe index really interesting thing it tests it's it's not like an IQ test it doesn't test how good looking you are okay I'm sure you're good looking uh it doesn't test yeah, cognitive skills it tests what's called uh cognitive cognitive okay most people probably don't know this word maybe I'm saying it wrong I don't know it's it's con active okay cognitive and what this is, is that it tests you for who you are, who you default to when you're under pressure, right? Interesting, And the, yeah. and the best analogy, the best thing I've ever heard, like, saying this is like, well, what, what does that mean? What does that mean? So if if we were on a stage right now, me and you, Phil, let's just imagine this is me and you or me and whoever, right? And uh, there's a stage of, let's just say, 5,000 people, right? 5,000. 5,000. It's a lot. It's a little. Who knows? And I just give you the mic. I'm like, and uh, I literally just say this. And uh, here is Philip Serpinski. And I hand you the mic. That moment. When you yeah. grab the mic, who do you default to in that exact moment? Now, maybe that's, you know, people are saying, it's unfair. I don't like public speaking. Oh, I'm an introvert. All, all this stuff, right? But it doesn't matter. Like, because you are put under a lot of pressure. Like, it's an overwhelming amount of pressure, right? Everyone would agree with you, right? It wouldn't even be wrong for you to complain about it, right? But it's who do you default to? And so anyways, the, the Kobe index, when you do it, it gives you four different numbers. And they're not good. They're not bad. It's just who you are when you default to, okay? So one of them, uh, the first number, it's uh, it's called f- uh, Fact Finder, okay? So it's essentially it's how much information do you need for you to move forward? How much information do you need to move forward, right? Everyone makes sense? So mine is a six, Okay, it's a six. So I I don't need it's from one to ten. So right. I don't need I need a little bit. I need about half. Right. I need about half the information. I'm gonna need half the information. You're moving. You're like that's enough. Yeah, I know I'm enough. Like, I'm good, I'm I good. got this. I don't want. Weed I don't stocks want are going up. Than... I'm buying them right now. That's yeah, yeah. good. I get this. <laughs> so that, that's that's me, right? So yeah. some people they're they're a nine, so they need a lot of information. They need all the information, right? Some people they're like a three. They're like I don't need any information. Let me go. You know what I mean? So, okay. Uh, but the, the, what I'm getting to, we're not going to go through the whole thing because it'll probably take up the whole freaking episode. But the second number, it's this thing called follow through. Okay, follow through. So same thing, one to ten. I'm a three. Okay, follow through is systems. Do you like steps? Do you like A goes to B, B goes to C, C goes to D, D goes to, you know, do you like sequencing of things, right? Do you like checklists of things? Man, I get anxiety when I look at like a sequence of steps, of like, I have to do A before I get to B and before I get to C. For me, I like, I literally, mentally, I just short circuit everything, right? I just go, okay, cool. You give me the list, right? I get a bit of anxiety. I go, oh crap, okay. Uh, and I, I look literally at the bottom. So I'm like, what's the end result? What's the end result? I'm telling you, like literally mentally, I've never even talked about this. It's great. Um, what's the end result and how can I get there and not following any of these steps? Not that I won't take reference to, oh, A is is this, B is this, C is this, but I'm a three in follow through, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning I have zero respect for systems, okay? Zero respect. Now, if you're hiring entrepreneurs out there, for you overachievers out there, if you're hiring an EA, uh, executive assistant, or you're hiring a VA, virtual assistant, you probably want them to be what? 
systems oriented, right? You probably want them to have a high follow through. You probably want them to have high fact finder. You know what I mean? Um, because that person's going to be able to help you, right? Now, that's just not me. So to answer your question, I guess I, I've lived a life where I didn't really have too much respect for you got to do this before you got to do this, right? Until you are can be here, you got to go through this, this, and this. And I go, look, that's great. I'm glad that you believe that. Um, but I actually think that you can get there in a very, very different way and you can always choose a venture, right? Like you can, as long as you're choosing a venture, you can get there. It all ties back. What? Sinking. <laughs> We're always going to keep bringing it back to one, two, four today. That's why I'm feeling this one, two, four for the whole yeah, conversation. You like, yeah. you like it? I've never shared it with anybody. And I was like, I know Philip's going to ask me, so I'm going to, no, I'm not serious. Just like, I really didn't. But yeah, so that's, so going to follow through now, cause this is interesting, yeah. right? So one thing that I've learned recently is that I need external expectation. There's internal expectations and external expectation. Gretchen Rubin talks about this in her book better than before. And mm -hmm. so I need external accountability. So what I've been using a lot and what I taught in my course, Align Accelerate, is using stick.com where you can basically have a coach or you can wager money. And I wager money a lot of tasks to get things done. Sure. So my accountability is poor. So my question to you, because you build a pretty successful podcast. It's six figures, I believe. And so... Mm -hmm. How, if your follow through is low, what have you done in your life to be able to overcome that? Because that's obviously been a weak point for you. So yeah. you've had to put some kind of Jay Wong structure to it. Like, what does sure. that look like? Oh my God. Um, You're like, there's it's, nothing. It's there's chaos. Nothing. It's chaos. <laughs> I was like, is this going to go live? This is, this is bad. This is bad. No, okay. No, no, no. So seriously, um, I don't want to make this whole thing about Kobe, right? And there is a right, like, I'm going to answer your question, but we have to understand one more number for Kobe, okay? So the la the third number, it's it's this number called quick start, mm -hmm. okay? Quick start means how fast can you move regardless of everything, regardless of everything, okay? I'm an eight, mm. eight on quick start. My mentor, Dan Sullivan, he was a 10 on quick start, okay? 10, 10 is brilliant, brilliant of ideas, right? You probably know a lot of people. Everybody, like, just think, think of yourself right now. With, you don't have to pay $50 or however much it does to, to do the test. Are you, how many ideas do you have all the time? Some people are like, oh, I have a lot. Some people are like, I have none, right? So that's a pretty good gauge on, like, how high or low your quick start is. Once again, it's not bad. It's not good. It's not whatever, okay? I have a super high, relatively high quick start. They, they say in Kobe world, anything over seven is, like, a very dominant thing it's right. dominant trait it's dominant default right so the good thing about me and and what every person every other successful person would say is like forget about your weaknesses right gary v talks about this every other you know other person talks about this forget about your weaknesses and go all in on your strengths right right in in strategic coach world where where i came from and um where i was fortunate enough to to you know work at um they always talked about a term terminology called unique ability unique ability is your own genius right and they say like you want to delegate everything that you're incompetent competent excellent at you think you're good no 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 there's like literally one to three things and arguably one thing that you're unique at, therefore you only do that unique thing. And as long as you only stay in your lane, right, then there could be magic. Then 
you are allowed to do you, right? You're allowed to be free. You're allowed to be you. And your job as the entrepreneur, as the leader, is to find the people with the great follow through, with the great fact finder, with the great implementer. By the way, just the last number. Um, and it's to find those people and to build the team around you, right? Now, I got to be honest with you, okay? Um, like, I, I'm just a couple years. I'm just like, like a normal freaking guy fortunate enough to to have been mentored by some really great people but i like i've only been in business for like a few years like doing any of this okay like it wasn't that long ago i had no idea how to upload a youtube video i know i look like a millennial i'm like dude how does how do you not know how to upload a vi- i didn't know i didn't know that the upload button was the top right you know like and like, i can I didn't... for this i was with jay in ottawa and he was trying to put i forget which video it was but it was on your podcast and you're like you tried six times to upload at Twan's place. You're like, I can't get this video to go. And you're just like, you were in a losing shit, but you're ready to go like lose it on YouTube. And I'm like, so I, yeah, it's legitimate. Fa- and this is not even three years ago. This is like six months ago, Jake can upload a YouTube video. So yeah. going to show. Well, that's why you got to have people around you, right? And what I'm going to say is like, I'm not the best at building teams. Okay. Like I'm not like, if you said like, Hey, do an interview on building teams and culture, I'd be like, well, dude, it'd be a really bad interview. Right. But um, you know, I, I'm fortunate enough that I, we have a video editor like in house. Shep has been my girlfriend. You know, that's good, good clue, right? But I happen to have uh, a team uh, at West. They do all my podcasting, editing, all that stuff. So I don't have to do all that, right? So that's that's, that's really good because that it's it's uh, it's time consuming. One, but two, is it leveraging my unique ability, right? Is it leveraging my own genius, right? We have a VA. You know, we have someone who's doing Facebook ads. So look, I'm terrible at building teams. I'm just telling you I'm in the beginning stages of it myself, right? Um, and so the to answer your question truthfully, it's it's chaotic. It's chaotic, but I know that every time that I don't – like I'm not saying I stay in my lane 100% of the time because I probably am not at that stage where I'm fully leveraged, where all I can do is just like – do speeches and this and you know it, it kind of seems like I do all that right but that's that's the beauty of social media but there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that people don't see right people don't see the editing the making of the videos they don't see the work that you put in maybe the you know self education maybe you're at a conference people don't see the traveling right they just see you on stage for the 5 minutes and they go oh my god right but it takes like a day to travel there it takes like how long to prep the speech right all this kind of stuff so to answer your question um th- that's all i knew like that's literally all i knew about how to build teams about how to leverage my own genius and unique ability and i knew that at the very least i'll be okay like I, I will be okay as long as like I'm in my lane and, and operating my genius. And so what is that unique ability? If we had to peel back a layer here and somebody's looking to sure. replicate this, like what is what is that? Because it's like you said that you know it's chaos, it's a mess, but like how does that show yeah, up yeah, for yeah. you is what it is. Yeah, I, I mean I, I think unique ability is me doing things like this, right? I think, you know, before when I was younger, I used to think it's like it was about speaking. Right. Mm-hmm. And I always share this story with uh, with tons of people. I don't know if I, I shared it with you one time, Philip, but um, I, I did my first. It was, it was a really long story, but essentially I won uh, the valid, uh, valedictorian spot in my high school. And so I was the male uh, speaker like for my graduating class. Right. And uh, my first speech 
before all this kind of stuff, right? My first speech, really, like in my whole life, was in front of like 4,000 people, Constitutional Hall. I grew up in the U.S., even though I'm Canadian, and uh, you know, shout out to Maryland and uh, all, all the all the all the graduating classes. We had to go to Constitutional Hall for our graduation, right? And um, I knew then, and I'm not joking. Yet, I knew it in my heart of heart. Like I just, I knew it, like like a clarity that I've never never really felt you know it was like a pure level of clarity uh and 17 years old i knew it like as i was delivering the talk i was like i could do this the rest of my life like i could sit in this moment forever you know what i mean and that was a really crazy feeling but it i always say this it took me nine years took me eight to nine years before i even had the courage to say that out loud i know i just told you a story like it was nothing i'm like oh Last Sunday, you know, like it was kind of like that. But that's not true because it took me eight years. Like I had to go through business school. I like got internships. I like got fired. I like, you know what I mean? Like I went through, you know, multiple breakups, uh, you know, like almost failed out of business school. Like I went through so much stuff to get to the same exact of clarity, which I had at 17. Right. But then I was a little more mature. I had a little more capital. And I said, actually, I had no capital, but I had a little more courage. And then I was like, you know what? I can make this happen. Right? I, I can make this happen. So, um, you know, to, to, to actually, you know, like answer your question, I would, like when I was younger, my unique ability, I always thought like it's about me, um, speaking and it's about me going into flow. Like in high school, I had this, like, I had this, um, you know, uh, like people had like sayings or like high school quotes. Yeah. I'm like 99% sure I could be mistaken. We got to look at the yearbook for this, but I was like, mine was like, uh, go of the flow, right? And I always liked that because I was like, I got some good flow. <laughs> That's, I was like, I don't even know what that means. Like, I was like, I got some good flow. Not like, a, not like a rapper, but and I was to like, this could... day you're about the flow. It's like, I was in Jay's inner circle and it's like, it was all, uh, there was a lot of flow. There's a lot of talk about flow in there. And it's like, are you in the flow or are you not in the flow? Right. And so that's because, the big thing. Because, because that's the thing. People know everybody that's watching this, everyone that's listening to this, everybody knows when they are in flow. Right. Could you not, like, let me ask you this. Could you not do anything when you're in flow? Like, could you not close deals that you would have never imagined you closing, right? Could you not talk and create a level of impact and, and be more charismatic and confident, good looking, like all the, everything that you ever want to be, like you could do it in flow, right? Everybody remembers a moment when they were just like, I'm like just in total control. You didn't even, you weren't even thinking about it, right? You're just doing, you're just being, right? And, and like, that was so beautiful. So, um, you know, now I, I would say like, maybe a couple of years later, it's like my unique ability is still in communication. It's still in being able to inspire someone to do something a little different, to step back, to look at what they're looking at and, and, and to maybe see something different, to change the lens on their situation. Right. Um, I think I have a really gifted way of explaining complex ideas and, and making it simpler for people and, you know, hoping that they actually action it, but I can't action it for them. Right. That's something I, I had to learn that I can't do it for them. Um, which to me in the beginning, that kind of sucked because I was like, well, if you do it, you're going to like have so much more success. You're going to see this, right? Um, but people have to take that like leap of faith. So to me, I, I'm still figuring out, you know, my exact zone of unique ability. As you can probably tell, I have a really good pulse on it. So I know what gives me energy, what doesn't, right? That's why when you say like, hey, let's do this. I'm like, dude, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. I can do it. If you said it's six in the morning, I'd be here. You know what I mean? If you said 6 p.m., I'd be here too, right? 
You know, I've done podcasts. I've, I've done trainings at like 11 a.m. One time in Italy, I did a training at 3 a.m. It's just how the time worked out. You know what I mean? It, it's just how it goes. But I didn't care. Like, I didn't even brag. I was like, oh, whatever. You know what I mean? Because you, I'm doing something that brings me that 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 joy that it's it's really hard to replicate anywhere else. Well, Was it's that interesting because <laughs> yeah, that definitely helps. And uh, I have a story similar actually that. I've never shared. When I was in high school, we had a motivational speaker come to our school, and I think it was like grade 11. And this guy came and he spoke, and I was blown away. I was like, holy shit, this guy can just, he lives off speaking. And I'm like, I didn't even know this was like a profession. And I'm like, I could see myself doing that. Like, I really love what this guy did, right? And it's like, uh, that was that yeah. moment of clarity. And so I want to ask you, because people are, you know, lots of people are looking for clarity, right? This podcast is called Your Next Chapter. Some people know their next chapter. Some people are looking for it. So... And I had Javon on here. We talked about clarity. But for you, it's like if you're seeking clarity is one way maybe to go back through your past and your Rolodex mm. of experiences. Like even for me, like I started off being an environmentalist and like the movie Free Willy as cheesy or whatever <laughs> word you want to say was very inspirational and touching to me. And so it's like, sure. like, do you go back through those earlier experiences to figure out where you want to move to now? Because some people might be lost after university. They don't have that clarity. They're now 25, 30, 35, whatever it is. Is mm. that a good way to gain clarity for yourself from your point of view? This 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 is such a great, such a beautiful question. By the way, Philip, I, I love this interview so far already. I just wanted to tell you, you're doing an awesome, awesome freaking job um, and, and just holding space. Um, so this this is a beautiful question on, on a couple different levels. I mean, one, you know, you're asking about if people don't have clarity, what do they do? So I would challenge that. I really would challenge that because – Here's, you're not gonna like this. No one, no one's gonna like this, right? This is something I learned from from uh, Philip McKernan, right? Who, who I believe you, you, yeah, you know. Yeah, he's been on. And, and, and he's been on the show, right? Yeah. So, I th I think we always know. Like I think we know. The question is not about level of clarity. It's about how much fear and how much courage do you have to speak it into existence. And and that I think there's a lot to talk about. Right. Because I think people are, are if it's almost like you can always tell. Right. That, that's why professional. I, I watch a lot of NBA myself. Um, I don't know if people big NBA fans or, you know, they, they watch any type of sports. But the best thing about like uh, athletes, sometimes you can kind of tell you could like you could see someone move with belief. Right. If they're fully convicted, you could see the way that they're 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 playing like they're they're into it. Right. Like it's it's the only thing that's there versus you can always tell when someone is they're, they're holding back a little bit. Right. They're holding back whatever part they might say all the right things. Conceptually, it might look good on paper. Right. But when you see it, when you see them in the field and you go, this is something not I don't know. Are they running a little slower? Is it the shoes? It's not the shoes, by the way. It's, you know what I mean? Like, is it the weather? Right? What is it? You know, every, all these analysts trying to figure it out. And, and it really comes down to, are you coming from a place? This is something we learned from Javon, right? Are you playing to win? Right? Or are you playing not to lose? And I think, my personal opinion, just my observation, most of us, and I say us because it happens to me too. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect by any means. And it, I go through all of this stuff all the time, right? And I've talked to a lot of successful people. They go through it all the time as well, right? Which is, are, am I playing to win or am I playing not to lose, right? Am I scared 
that now I got a little bit of success. Now, now I got a little bit of branding. Now I got a little bit of this. I'm scared of losing that. So I don't want to play all out again. Right. That's why in the beginning, it's, it's almost easier to start sometimes because you don't really have too much to lose. You know what I mean? You just go, Hey, I, I could like get in there. I can like make this happen. Right. And any result is, is like a breakthrough. So, um, for people that don't have like clarity or if you fall into that bucket, I think what you suggested is a really great start, um, you know, in terms of looking at some of the things. But I really also encourage you to just get out a sheet of paper and write the things that like make you alive, that make you joyous, that you could see yourself doing for the rest of your life. And I get it. It totally doesn't make any sense. People are writing like, you know, sales, uh, picking up phone calls. I don't know. Like people are just writing stuff, right? And uh, a really great way of thinking about this is is reverse reversing the question, right? Which is, um, and and this is something I learned from Dan Sullivan, um, which is, you know, it's it's really tough to ask someone what is your unique ability, right? It's really tough. Like, what's your gift and what's your talent? Like, it's kind of tough, right? Some people know, most people don't, right? So instead, ask this question: Say, hey, um, what is not your unique ability? Like, what is it definitely not, right? Like, oh, freaking hate everybody all of a sudden, like, is writing so much, right? I freaking hate this. It definitely isn't this. Let me tell you about how much I dislike this, right? So then after you go through a bit of a process of this, right, you kind of fit, you kind of come back to the same few things. It comes back to the same few things over and over and again. And that's what I had to go through the first, like, from, from 17 to, to, to 25. I had the eight, nine years of just trying to, like, I did everything, like, read books, try to do Kobe tests and try to understand myself, trying to, you know, get, put myself in different environments and just trying to understand, like, is this, it's almost like I'm testing myself to see, like, is this what I truly am great and gifted and most unique at? But man, I, I knew the answer back then, you know, after all the research, I knew the answer and I always knew the answer. Um, I just didn't have enough guts. I didn't have enough courage to put it out there. And it's still like sometimes like, uh, we, we, you know, sometimes we, we, you know, you've been a part of my inner circle and we've had conversations where people are doing the right things, yet they they aren't seeing the results. And and a lot of the times it's it's a deep belief, right? It's a deep rooted belief because what what's happening is that they're pulling their punches, right? Yeah. As as if they're punching ahead. They're, they're like a few seconds right before they hit. They go, I don't know if it's like, ah, maybe I should have a plan B. Maybe I should have a safety net. Maybe I should have this, right? And so they pull their punches and then they get upset that it doesn't work, right? But it's like, well, it's, 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 it's hard, right? It's a tough, really tough conversation. But, well, you know, I and think. And I'll interrupt just for a second because, again, if you don't yeah, yeah. believe in yourself, and this is, I totally resonate with this, is like, if you don't believe in it, why would anybody outside of you believe in it, right? And there's always going to be, I find two or three people that, like, I think believe in me more than I believe in myself. And so, but that's the thing, right? It's like if you're pulling your punches, it's just like you can't, like, you have to radiate that. You have to really be, like, the one, like, showing your personal brand, like, you're building a product or a piece of art or a sculpture, whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah, it's like yeah. you have to believe in it more than anybody else. And if you can't, Calvin posted a thing about this. If you can't be your biggest advocate, then it's like you're your biggest critic, right? And so it, you have to be your biggest advocate. And I think that's a huge thing for people that are in this point. If they're like trying to figure it out or want to move forward, it's like you have to have that deep conviction. If you don't have it yourself, it's going to be really hard for you to really convince other people of it is what it comes down to it. Mm. And uh, I, I love all the shout outs that we're doing in, in the episode. Shout out, Calvin. Shout out, Paul. Um, so, you know, um, it's, it's, it's what are you choosing in your life, right? People that don't have clarity 
hard truth is, is that you're choosing to have no clarity, right? You're choosing to be in that state. People are like, well, no, 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 no. Like, you don't understand. Like, this happened, and then this happened, and then this person told me this. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, you're choosing to be here in this victim mentality, and you're choosing to be in a stage where I don't have clarity. I don't know what to do. Little old me, I don't know what to do. The world is so difficult, right? But the truth is, like, great high performers and great leaders They understand that. They respect that. They go, look, it is overwhelming. I don't know what to do, right? But yet they still find a way to be proactive. Yet they still find a way to say, I'm going to make this decision, you know? And I think that that's what's holding a lot of people back is, is that it's, it's simplistically, it's action, right? But from a more deep rooted point, it's, it's that belief in that action in terms of figuring it out. And so I want to use as a segue to some of your earlier chapters because you were working at Strategic Coach, which is a company in Toronto, and then you left a corporate nine to five and basically went to China to, I don't know if you were searching, but you can give more context to the story or sure. just pick it up here. Um, but it seems like you went on this vagabonding and from my understanding is that you were looking for clarity, trying to figure out what it is you wanted to do in the world and contribute. So give the audience and as much detail as you feel like go as far back as you want, but talk a bit more about this because I really do want to pick your brain a bit about this vagabonding China trip and then what happened when you got back. Yeah, um, this is, you know, probably a story that I, I think I, this was actually the only story that I shared for the longest time. And then in the last couple of years, you know, with the podcast and like you know, the, the success of that and, and the online courses, I don't share about it as much. Right. But I think it is a very, very important piece, which is, you know, I, I needed that. I always describe it to someone like I needed that space for myself. Right. And to me, I just needed to detoxify my environment around me. I'm not saying that the people around me were like the worst people in the world. I'm not saying, you know, the job I had was the worst possible job in the world. And this is probably what's so frustrating to like my parents and like anybody who knew me back then was like, it was none of those things is that everything was really, really good. It's just good. Philip life was good. And that it was true. It was really good. I was traveling, you know, occasionally for a strategic coach. Sometimes I'd be a part of their presentations. Um, you know, I, I, I had a job, you know, I was living downtown. I was 20 minute walk from it. Right. And, um, you know, we, I was living with one of my best friends, still one of my best friends, um, in this beautiful downtown loft, you know, two bedroom, two bath. Um, it was, it was great. Life was really good, but that's the thing. Life wasn't like life could only be good because everything could marginally be a little better, right? Like I, I could kind of see it that way, but life wasn't great. And I'm not saying like it wasn't like I'm not trying to compare here, but it wasn't like what I was doing was not in full alignment of what was lighting me on fire, right? And I was a little bit unclear on that. I was like, what is it that lights me on fire? You know what I mean? Am I going to spend my life being a superstar within a company or do I want to figure out how I could get my message out there in a beautiful way? And to be honest with you, I wish I could tell people and say, hey, I was like the, I was super young. I was entrepreneurial. I had the lemonade stand. I had the paper route. The truth is I didn't have any of those. Right. The truth is I didn't have like, you know, I, I didn't have like super amounts of courage. I didn't have any of these like great sales skills. I didn't grow up with them. 
Okay. Um, and I went to business school. I did like a lot of internships, worked with a lot of companies and I developed them. Right. And strategic coach was one of those, like those kind of like those catalysts that I got introduced to the greatest, some of the greatest minds in the world, people that are not just dominating their industry, but they're shaping the world and they're shaping how the industry is being created. And, and, it, and it inspired me so much that I would go, man, I would love to do that. I'd love to try to not just try my hand, but like to figure that out and to create my own dent in the world, you know? Um, and I didn't really have any idea what, what that was like. And, and to be honest, China was a great way because, um, I remember I had this list. I don't talk about this a lot, but I had this list of things that I, I, I used to, I, I used to share with people all the time in the office. And cause, you know, strategic coach, everyone's talking about goals, right? And I always share them and they were like, Oh my God, you should totally do that. And, and things were, uh, things that I shared were like, I want to travel more. I want to learn a third language. I want to, you know, I want to run my own events. I want to, um, speak more often. I want to create a message that I can stand behind. I want to, you know, create a community, right? And I didn't know how to do any of those things, but I remember looking at this list and I don't know if anybody could resonate with this, but sometimes by me telling people, um, it was enough for me never to take action on it. You know what I mean? It's almost like I shared it with you. You were like, you validated it and that elicited enough dopamine in my brain for me to be like, oh yeah, like I'm good. You know what I mean? Like awesome. Um, and I never took any action and therefore I never got any great results from it. Right. And for me, uh, China was a way, um, to, give myself some space to detoxify from my life then. Um, and it also gave me that space to, like I was doing a lot of journaling at the time. I was traveling and, and vagabonding. I had to learn Mandarin. Mandarin was one of like my, my goals, the things that I wrote on this list. And um, Mandarin was one of those things that I thought was impossible. I remember thinking Mandarin is so impossible. I like grew up with this belief. And the second I learned it, my whole mindset shifted because I thought, well, if I did something that was just impossible, right, what else could I do that is impossible? You know, what do I deem that is impossible, right? And I looked at the list and I go, oh, my God, it's it's impossible for me to, to, to have my own company. It's impossible for me to speak on stages around the world. It's impossible for me to build a network of, of people that I trust and interview my own heroes. Like it, all these things, I really believe they were impossible, right? I go, look, if it worked out for Mandarin, I mean, like, you know – Maybe I could continue trying, right? And so when I came back, um, I, I, it was about 14 months of, of vagabonding and traveling. I was living back at my parents' place. And uh, it was a very humbling experience because I had no more capital left. All my savings were gone. Everything I had was dirty. For people that travel, you, you, know, you, know, you know how that goes, right? All the clothes you have, it's kind of ruined. And, um, you know, I just thought, I have nothing, you know what I mean? I have nothing to complain about or to lose. There's probably no better time because the second you start gaining things, right? It's like the playing to win versus playing not to lose, right? The second you start gaining a few things, then you're always like a little scared. Like you don't want to lose your footing. But I'm like, man, I'm starting all the way at the bottom no matter where I start. I might as well invest the time to, to try to, you know, to, to figure out what is it that I want to do for for the rest of my life and maybe create a community around and maybe impact some people along the way. Um, and so that's, that's how I started. And I started with a very big experimental mindset, um, and just many experiments of trying to go, you know, and, and trying to see which, which level develops. Um, but yeah, that's, that's like the whole journey in a, in a nutshell. When you run many experiments, is there 
I started keeping more specific data and like deadlines. Like, is there a structure to it or is it very kind of like free for all for you? What are those many experiments? Do you have an example of one that you can maybe share? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the first one that I ran was actually, I was like, I just want to see if I can make money as a speaker. Right. And, um, I remember I was, I didn't know too much. And looking back, it probably wasn't the best way of starting, realistically. But um, since we were doing impossible things, and I was like, you know, let's 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 try my hand at something, let's right? Aim for the moon while we're at it, like we're doing. Yeah, impossible like things. Let's, let's make let's, money let's, speaking, sure. Yeah, let's make money speaking. Like I didn't even have a website. So then I was like, okay, what is it that I need? So I'm like, okay, 90 days, make any money speaking, right? Looking back, it's not probably a great experiment because you want to see like how much money I like I never specified how much money that yeah. I wanted to make right was it four figures five figures six figures you know like I have no idea right um I just like I just want to like I just want to like get started you know what I mean you were happy with and so any amount like one dollar I was I was yeah I was happy with anything and and it's funny enough I, I think in life you always get what you expect right and I knew that I could be successful, but I never gave myself that level of clarity on what level, what level of success that I wanted, right? And um, that that was what was so crazy about it because uh, I, I built a weekend or uh, I spent a weekend built my website. I remember my friends were in town. They're like, "Come, let's party, let's drink." I'm like, "Sorry, building a website." Um, so uh, I learned everything on YouTube. Okay, <laughs> everyone's like, "Where did you get?" Like, dude, just just Google some stuff, man. It's it's powerful. Um, it's called the internet. Yeah, and 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 I realized that we lived in this golden era of video, and I was like, "Oh my god, I gotta make a video, right?" And so most people that are watching this, or maybe you're listening to this, you're like, "Oh man, this guy's such a good speaker. He's like really good off the cuff." Well, guess what? When you have a freaking camera pointed at you and like the red lights on, it, it was really scary. Like, heck, sometimes I still get scared, right? And it's fine, right? Like, I didn't know that. I was like, okay, like, I'm gonna, I'm a great speaker. I'm gonna make a video of myself. Man, it took like 50, like, cuts, 50 tries, like, to get even like a three minute video. You know what I mean? And, uh, I remember I just posted, I was like, hey guys, like, I'm gonna start making videos, like, every Wednesday. Um, my, my next one is tomorrow, you know, like, tomorrow's Wednesday. And so I had 24 hours to make this video. And, and like, you know, so I created the website over the weekend. Uh, I figured out the thing about the video. And people were like, oh, you need a blog. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to transcribe the video so I get the blog, right? Or I'm just going to write a couple paragraphs. So, like, there's my blog. But really, it's like a video. You know what I mean? It's like it's kind of cheating cheating the, the system a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then someone said, someone along the way, they go, well, no one's going to take you seriously unless you have a product, right? And I go, uh, okay, I'm not, I, what am I going to do? Like when I think of product, first thing I thought of was like, I got to create some supplements for some reason. I was like, I got to create, I got to create some supplements. I don't know why, but, um, I was like, okay, I can write my ebook. I can just write a quick little ebook, 40, 60 pages, nothing crazy about my journey, about the journey, literally the story that I just told you about Shanghai, about leaving my job and what it was like to overcome fear. And, um, that's all I did. I did this all within like a month. Okay. So I took action. And um, I'll still never forget it. I, I got this phone call. I, I reached out to this one guy. I knew he was organizing this leadership conference. And I said, hey, I'm like, you know, here's my website. Here's my videos that I've been making. I, mean, I know, you know, like I'm just like trying, like getting used to everything. Um, but I know you guys have this conference coming up. Like, are you guys looking for speakers? And um, he's like, yeah, actually, we, we are looking for speakers. And uh, I previously had taken that leader. It was a leadership conference thing. So I previously attended. You know what I mean? I'm like, dude, like you could like spin it, like look at how successful your graduate of your program is, you know. And he was like, he went for it. 
And then he called me. He was like, hey, um, I remember he said this. He, he said, uh, Jay, is it okay that our budget is $300? I remember he saying that. And I was like thinking to myself, he's like, well, what's your price range? And he's like, oh, you know what? We only have uh, $300. Like that was our budget. And I was thinking to myself, oh, my God, they're going to give me like $300 to like just do anything, like to speak. Like, do you want to see my slides and stuff? I'm like, well, usually uh, I charge $500. I was like, I was like, you know, totally like I was like so overwhelmed. And uh, he was like, yeah, OK. Like, so, you know, he he uh, we agreed three hundred dollars would be the speaking and I'd just come and speak for 15, 20 minutes. And that was it. And I was totally ecstatic because it happened within six weeks. I didn't need, you know, it happened half the time. And I was able to make, you know, three hundred dollars is nothing. But to me, it was like it was enough proof, which looking back, maybe it's not. But to me at the time, it was like enough proof for me to take action for me to continue taking action for me to see what else could I do you know what I mean I think within the first couple months I booked um, a couple of speaking engagements at high schools uh, those were you know $250 to $500 I did a couple free ones right and I even did one in Portugal believe it or not um, yeah which is a little nuts uh, but um, yeah like all that happened because I was willing to take action you know and um, and that was my experiment and ever since then, it's like, okay, I'm going to launch this. I want to see what this experiment is. Right now, at the time of filming, this, doing this, I'm doing an experiment right now. It's called the live stream experiment. It's called Q&A with Jay. Right? I told everyone, dude, I'm doing a live stream show. And uh, the first episode, if you watch the first episode, it's terrible. I mean, the content's great. But, like, it's terrible because, like, I'm using this new software. The CPU on my computer is, like, at 100%. It's in red. There's, like, a pop-up coming up every five seconds, like, turn off your computer. Please turn off your computer. Like, you know, like, your computer's going to explode, right? We're streaming to, like, multiple outputs. Like, I, I, I'm, i like, flustered because I'm, like, oh, my God, I don't know what this looks like, right? So it was a bit of a tech disaster, really. Um, but it's an experiment, right? Like, each week I'm looking to get a little better right? Maybe I have to upgrade my computer. Maybe I have to figure out this, right? And I'm just looking to get better because I know that live streaming is going to be a great part of my business. It's going to be a great way for me to communicate with people and to make content that's ultra relevant for them, you know? So I'm going to figure it out. But it's taken like three, four weeks. You know what I mean? We, we did one with uh, my girlfriend a couple weeks ago. That was great, right? But then we looked at the video. The bit rate was off. I'm like, dude, what's a bit rate? You know what I mean? So I'm like, it's it's constantly this learning and experimenting and, and trying to see new things and seeing what works and improving on the things that that maybe are not there quite yet. And so for you, let's talk about this, yeah live streaming show for a second because I do like people asking like podcast is called your next chapter. So you're, sure, you're always yeah. moving through a new chapter. So like it seems like this live streaming thing for you is it and like you love experimenting doing new things. But like yeah, when you run into obstacles and problems like how do you approach that is it just like fix one problem at a time or how do you now move forward mm -hmm. to make sure that this live stream thing for you is a success and it seems like things in the past for your brand have been so how do you keep adding to that to ensure that you continue this recipe going forward yeah and this this is a really great question philip um i i, I think as entrepreneurs and as leaders, as future leaders, whether you don't see yourself as a leader, maybe you're like, oh, I'm not a leader. I'm not I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm not a community person. Um, but I, I think if you want to do any of those things, um, don't don't look at the online stuff. It could be in many different industries. You could just be just crushing it in the charity world. Um, I have friends that crush it in the nonprofit world. I have friends that crush it in the non online world. I think your job, your only job 
is to figure it out. Your job is to figure it out because life is going to throw you so many, so many obstacles, so many things that it's going to test your willpower, but it's also going to test are you willing to sit down and, and, and figure it out, right? Because I think we're constantly evolving. There's constant evolution happening. There's constant, you know, because like you can't say you know it all, right? The second there's that great like saying, it's like the second you say you know it all, it's like the equivalent of saying you know nothing, right? So you just say, just jump to it, right? The steps one, two, and four, just skip to the end, okay? Just say, I know nothing, okay? And my job is to figure it out, right? Yeah, that's right. Like your job is to figure it out. And I think it's your duty. It's your responsibility as a future leader, as someone who is making that change in their life, willing to do it. Look, most people, people don't know this, right? Maybe, maybe it doesn't get acknowledged enough, but people like don't like to change, no, right? Most people, like if you're listening to this show, you take in half an hour, 40 minutes, maybe you're just tuning in right now. It's all good. It doesn't matter. Like, if you're even open to listening to anything like this for five to ten minutes, dude, like, you're leaps and bounds ahead of people. Most people are not looking to change their, their life. They're looking to keep status quo. You know what I mean? They're looking to mitigate risk, right? They're looking to, to, to keep everything as is because everything, we have a really good thing here, right? But I think as entrepreneurs, as high performers, as leaders, I think it's our job to always up the ante, not just because nothing is ever good enough, but because we understand that for us to create the level of impact that we truly want to create, for us to have the life that you truly want to have, right? Look, if you're listening to this and you're like, you're good with every front, you're like, this is like, I self-actualize, I'm good, then that's fine. Like that's that's you, right? You're happy, but, right? And do yeah, you, you're right? happy. The thing, right? Then there's no you. there's thing you want to achieve and overcome and move forward, and that's why you're here listening. Is what it comes down to. It. And 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 guess what? You're gonna have to figure it out. You're gonna have to figure it out. Like I can give you the entire blueprint, right? Like this this is one thing I love. One thing I learned from interviewing a lot of world class CEOs and some Olympians, some New York bestsellers. What I love is that people always try to emulate. They're, they're heroes, right? Which is great, by the way, which is really great. It's a great place to start. I want to emulate Richard Branson. I want to be Gary Vee. I want to be Elon Musk, right? I want to be Philip Serpinski, right? That's good. It's a good start. But guess what? You are not them, right? You don't have it. You probably have a different Kobe than them. You probably have a different unique ability. You probably have different, a different story, right? You probably have different perspectives. You probably have different skills, gifts, and talents, right? So, the best part is, sorry to break it to you, you're not them. You're not Richard Branson. Stop it. Like, you're not the next Elon Musk. Okay. But here's the thing. They are not you either. Right? Like, that's the best thing. Like, they are not you. So your job is to be you. I know it sounds kind of like corny, like, kind of like pick up one-on-one advice, like, be yourself, man. Um, but no, like, seriously, you got to be uniquely you, right? So that the world, like, there's no, even if Elon Musk try to do what you do, he couldn't do it. You know what I mean? Because he can't. He's not you. Right. And so even if someone gave you their blueprint and you had every single step, you wouldn't be able to replicate it. I could give you everything I just said and you could say it like you could read it. You could memorize it. You can learn it. You wouldn't be able to do it with the same energy, the same tonality. It'd be so it'd be immensely, immensely difficult. And then if even if you do, you spend so much energy being someone else when you can spend all the energy being yourself question here for you because my brain's been going here for a little bit so yeah this goes back to china a little bit 
Tell me, tell me. A little while ago, you told, and this is what I remember, is you said that when you went to China, you wanted to go there to figure out, to discover your gifts, right? Like you, part of this yeah. quest was to get your gifts there or figure out how you could use your gifts to make income for life. And so I believe one thing that you did, it, I think it was the book, The Artist's Way, right? Where you brain dumped for consecutive, like three pages. And I love giving people like how to's, like practical things on this podcast where it's like, if you want to get yeah. that clearance, going back to it, it's like, what, how did that work for you? Because it seems like when you talked about it in the past that you got a lot of clarity by journaling every single day for three days and figuring out how to do you, really that's what it was, right? And like, what is Jay? And so if you can just talk about that process, because I know you've spoken highly to me about it, and it's kind of curious, I think it might be valuable to other people as well. Sure. I'm kind of curious for you to speak about it. So at the time of recording this, Julia Cameron is not confirmed to be on my show, but she was interested. She was interested, so we're at a start here. Um, honestly, it would just be such an honor. I would be so blown away if she came on and I got a chance to like actually thank her and tell her the level of impact that those exercises had on me. Another exercise that doesn't get talked a lot about by, by that book is uh, dating yourself. I know it sounds kind of weird, but like taking yourself out, right? Like this goes back to always choosing a venture, right? Which is – you know, a lot of times when you're traveling with other people, you have the other people as a catalyst, right? So let's say we're like me and you are traveling. It's like, oh, what do you want to do? Maybe if we're bored and we both like beer, one of us would be like, oh, I don't know. We're bored. Uh, do you want to get a beer? Sounds like a great idea, right? But like, is that what you really want to do? Maybe you just want to like sit in your room and like read. Or maybe you just want to sit there and do nothing. Maybe you just want to listen to music. I don't know. Maybe you just want to walk around, right? But then you probably, because of the other person, you go, oh, yeah, sure, we can get a beer, right? Let's just hang out there, right? So it kind of, when you're traveling alone, the beauty about it is that you learn and you discover what you truly want to do. It's kind of like you honor your own intu in intuition and you honor you, right? And one of the exercises is you got to take yourself out. So I remember all the time when I was traveling, it was built in pretty much. Like I was, I didn't know anybody, so I didn't have anybody, like I couldn't go on dates or I couldn't, you know, go hang out with people because I didn't have friends. I couldn't call anybody because the, the firewall was there. I couldn't Instagram. Like, so I didn't have anything, right? So I'm like, oh, okay, so great. Like, what do I really want to do? It's like, oh, this place is famous for uh, pandas. Well, I'm like, dude, do I want to see pandas? Sounds like a great thing. Like, if I was with anybody else, I probably would have went and saw the pandas, right? But I'm like, dude, I don't care about pandas. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I don't care about the pandas, you know? I'm like, that's nice. Like, it's great, but I don't know. I kind of want to go hike this mountain. You know what I mean? Like, that's more appealing to me. Like, maybe if you were me, you're like, oh, I want to go see the pandas, you know, forget the mountain. Whatever, right? But like, I, so I hiked the mountain. You know what I mean? And I honored that time with myself. And that's what, going through all the exercises, that's what helped me get that level of clarity on my, on my own intuition. It's almost like it's always there. But do we listen to it, right? And as we're journaling, uh, part of the exercise, I heavily recommend you guys pick up the book, by the way. Um, part of the exercise. The book just, is the artist's way, right? What's the author's name again? Because Ju Julia Cameron. We keep referencing it so that people know. Yeah, it. yeah, And yeah, I'll yeah. link it out. Yeah, go. And uh, so it tells you you got to journal for three, uh, what's it called? Like uh, three pages. To be honest with you guys, I'm going to tell Julia this. Three pages is a lot. Like it's a lot. I tried it. Like try it. Just try it. Don't take my word for it. Try it. Dude, it took me like an hour the first day. I was like, dude, I gotta wake up like like 4 a.m. if I gotta do this all the time, right? Like I can't, I can't do that. Um, limiting belief, but you know what I mean. Like, 
I was like, uh, so I was like, can I just do one page? Right. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to ask Julia for permission. I'm just going to do one page. You know what I mean? So then I did one page. Sometimes I would do two if I had a lot to say in the morning. Sometimes I'd do one. Most times I did one. You know what I mean? Um, and I would just, just download. And what you're downloading is like, everyone's always like, what do you write? What do you write? You're not sharing. Like, stop worrying about sharing it with anybody. Like, I don't even know where that notebook is. Right. Maybe I should find it like for, you know, good, you know, just good reference. But like, People are so worried about the instructions. What is it that you got to do? Just download. Just like if uh, Jay, I heard this on a podcast, uh, Philip or whatever. Jay told me to write a bunch of things. Stream of consciousness writing. Just download every oh whatever comes really, to mind. Just write it down. That's just it. Write it down. And as you do that, you clear out the noise, the noise, the voices telling you that you can't do it. You're not good enough. All that stuff. Even the voices that are telling you that you can do it. Great. Right. And uh, even the voice is telling you like really sexual things or really negative things, really positive, whatever it is, right? I There's don't no care. filter, no just straight consciousness. And so what you're doing, what are you practicing? You're practicing to honor anything that comes up, right? You're honoring all that. Um, but you're also downloading. You're getting out of – you're getting that out of your mind, right? And then you can look at it and go, man, is that healthy that I keep thinking that, you know? Or, man, it's really good that I keep thinking that, you know? Is that is that real, Right. And man, I, I just remember so many times sitting at so many random cafes or benches or parks or kind of seemed like a bit of a homeless guy, huh? But, uh, but no, seriously, anywhere I went, I, I would just journal and I wouldn't do it everywhere, but like at least once a day, right? And I had, I had like my routine with it, usually around lunch and I'd find some place quiet and, and just download. And that gave me, it, it allowed me to operate with just greater clarity. And anytime I'm overwhelmed, anything like that, I go back to that. You know, I go back to how, what can I do to get, what am I thinking? What can I get out of my mind so that I could like really look at the problem without any emotional attachment or anything like that? Does it make sense? Oh, 100%. Amazing, brother. Well, I've really enjoyed having you on the show and uh, I do want to get wrapping up. Thank you for sharing the one, two, four story. That was very poetic. And to start off, if people <laughs> want to uh, find you and learn more about Jay Wong, your podcast, Interchange Maker, your courses, where can they find you? Uh, yeah, you know, a really great hub is uh, the interchangemaker.com, uh, as well as you can look that up on whatever you use to listen to your uh, podcast. Um, but uh, a channel that I always, always plug uh, because I'm, I'm trying to get it going here is uh, my YouTube channel, which is we do like a lot of vlogs and like behind the scenes stuff. And I put my Q&A stuff on there as well. So if you guys want to check that out, it's at Wong TV on YouTube. And, uh, you know, I, I can't wait, you know, let me know if you came from this particular interview, let us know, right? Let us know which was your favorite part. Let us know if you buy the book and you implement any of this, right? Uh, let us know what kind of transition you're going through, right? Um, and that way I'm sure me or Philip more than happy to jump in, help out, give you our two cents if you're looking for it. And if people want to start with one YouTube video, is there one that you recommend people go to first? Is there one they have as a favorite or a good starting point into the life of Jay Wong? Uh, there's a really good one. When they first, if you're not subscribed to my channel, you're gonna you're gonna go to my channel right now. You just look up Jay Wong TV or Jay Wong or whatever. And uh, if you're not subscribed, you go on the channel page. There's one. Uh, we didn't talk about this, but uh, ab about six months ago, we had the billboard featuring my podcast and so i filmed a video in a front billboard? of the billboard right? what kind of billboard <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it was a crazy story but uh it talks about you know making making the possible 
making the impossible possible. And um, yeah, it's it's one of my personal favorites. Um, I think it's really a great great spot. And the billboard stuff. Jay's talking about is that Dundas Square. We were joking about this actually early before the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I got to bring this up, and it's actually poetically coming up at the end. So it's basically, <laughs> if you think of Times Square in New York City, yeah, in Toronto, Jay's podcast was all over that. So it's a great podcast. I highly recommend people to check it out, and uh, I'll link out that YouTube video as well. But thank you, Jay. It's been a blast, and I appreciate it. And uh, we'll do it again sometime. We have to, I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, uh, I appreciate you guys for, for listening. I honor you guys, and uh, thank you so much for the opportunity, Philip. Awesome. Thanks, Jay. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, my conversation with Jay Wong. I found that riveting and fascinating on so many levels. First off, the one two, four part where Jay talked about the book title early on that he created in high school for himself, where the mindset that he could skip steps, one, two, four, and here he is later on in life, building a six-figure business with his podcast, having left the conventional nine-to-five job to pursue what he wants and really has skipped steps. And so it's interesting to hear how that's come through for him and that philosophy has really paid dividends. And even talking about the clarity aspect when going to China and those exercises, but the one thing that I want to highlight and really focus on, because there's so many good things in that conversation, was the part when we talked about knowing yourself and your unique special gift. And when Jay was talking about the Kobe index and the fact that he's a quick starter and he's identified this. And I know Jay personally, I've worked with him, and I can really attest to that where he has one of the best break it mindsets or experimental mindsets. He talks about this all the time where he's experimenting and that's so important. And from an outside, I think one of the big reasons why he's been successful is because he's been able to experiment so much. And we even talked about it with his new live streaming show where he's such an experimenter and he's willing to try new things. And that's what's allowed him to succeed from my point of view and taking those quick starts. And this goes back to what he was saying, self-awareness, Gary Vee, playing your strengths. And the more we can recognize what our unique talents and strengths are and only focusing on that and then focusing everything else around outsourcing, delegating, the better off we are to reach our goals because we stumble when we try to take on things that aren't within our power and our true source. And that's when we really have to be careful. So there you have it, my conversation with Jay Wong. If you enjoyed that as much as I did, pass it along to somebody that needs to hear it. I would greatly appreciate that. And if you want to get the latest episodes sent right to you, subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And until next time.